Welcome to another edition of Bombastic. I'm your host, Imani Wilson. Um, welcome, 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 welcome. Uh, what can I say on this uh, second recording that you probably didn't get from the first one? Fuck that, I can say a lot. Um, I'm feeling good. It's a good time, really. I mean, I mean, the thing is, if it wasn't a good time, would I want to talk about it? No. And let me tell you why. Um, I'm going into this immediately fucking hot right now. Aggressive. Like, so aggressive. Um, I'm one of those people that don't like to talk about, like, negative shit. Like, I think about that now. The reason why is because nothing good comes from, like, just harping on negative shit. That's why I notice. And, you know, I, I always try to, like, give it some thought. I know a lot of people have a lot of stuff going on. Like, yeah, folks dealing with their own internal battles, like, you know, depression's a serious issue, um, you know, anxiety, and just, like, other internal battles, and I've had to deal with those things as well, but I think the one thing that I was able to always see as, like, a commonality or some common ground to try to get over those things wasn't so much thinking positively, but also always working towards positive outcomes. Like, if you're feeling fucked up, don't listen to fucked up music. It doesn't help. Like, you know, or if you're in, like, bad tough positions or something like that you kind of want to put yourself in a position to be able to at least begin to feel better so you know that that's what it is you always want to keep the energy around you good i'm that person that always tries to serve as like that beacon don't get me wrong in times where i just don't want to be around other human beings like now you see me like you know the waves of you know just they've you know they're gone you know i'm not necessarily the freshest well, I mean, still, you know, in all my splendor. But, you know, even in all of that, you know, being said, it just still makes you think, though. Like, you know, you just want to keep the energy around you. And this week, you know, I definitely did that by, you know, going and being featured on this podcast, True Story, True Story Bro Podcast. And on there, it's got my boy uh, Alteron and just, like, you know, a bunch, a bunch of, like, new homies I'm, I met. Funny fucking dudes. I'm talking hilarious. I'm telling you, that's one thing I have to say in my life. Like, being a nerd, you will be, like, like it's so easy to get interconnected on so many other things. Like, I think being interconnected with other nerds has probably been the best decision I've ever made in my life. Like, I don't want to always have to be around, you know, motherfuckers whose biggest thing are always, you know, chasing a the dollar. They're good, too, when it comes to making sure business is booming and, you know, you're always keeping things on the up and up. But fucking nerds, dude, like, nerds know how to get it the fuck in. So we were just chilling. I came through. I brought some black hors d'oeuvres, which, you know, Sprite, chips, pork rinds, Oreos, that kind of shit. We just, we just shot the shit about a bunch of things. And, um, you know, like, it was really dope. So check them out again. That's True Story Bro Podcast. They're available on uh, YouTube. So my episode will be up there soon. You know, me up there, you know, shaking it up. But, I mean, otherwise, you know, I was, I was feeling good and... Business is fucking good, okay? I'll let me fucking just say that now. Business is good, baby! Because, you know, I think more than ever, it kind of dawned upon me the other day. Like, I made a post on my Instagram, by the way, my Insta right here. Um, you know, I found myself on my Insta kind of posting like, yo, dude, I realize... I don't get up in the morning and have to rush and be like, oh shit, I gotta go run to this commute or I gotta do this, I gotta do that. Those days are gone. 
like it's like I said off the last podcast, you know, I'm used to now going into the city because most of my jobs have always been in New York. Because let's face it, I live in New Jersey, but the pay eats ass. It does. Aggressive. I don't give a fuck. It, it eats ass. It eats ass. It eats ass aggressively. So you know that's why I've always worked in New York. So I would always get up commute you know take the train possibly have to take the mta on top of taking nj transit because I, let's face it even if even you know in my most ball so hard days i'm not driving into the fucking city are you mad no even if i had it like that i'm still catching the fucking train who the fuck wants to then be dealing with crazy fucking cabs and trying to find parking no and parking's a fucking nightmare so no so, I was feeling good. Business is fucking booming. I'm just getting started. Um, a lot of my ventures are, you know, sort of, you know, taking off of the ground right now. So, I'm feeling fucking good. You know, it's just, you know, more so than anything. I'm just preparing for a very, very, the crew, crew, hot summer. Uh, I'm, I can't wait for the fucking summer. Dude, when I say I'm going to be busting my ass... First of all, like I mentioned of the last episode, my itinerary this year is dumb. Almost every month so far this year, I'm taking a trip somewhere. Somewhere. Like, next month is Austin. Uh, May, I'll be in Boston for a bunch of events. June, if I'm not mistaken. No, yeah, I'll be in um, Boston in May and then Miami in May. And then June, I think, I think June I might be in Texas again. But I'm just like, dude, almost every fucking month, I'm like taking a trip somewhere. And it's either for family shit, business, and the whole nine yards. Plus, I'm going to say it now, you know, and I follow a bunch of them. I'm going to really work on my fucking com comedic routine. Like, dude, listen, here's the thing. I know I'm like weird in a quirky kind of sense and a little bit engaging on my own. But I'm definitely thinking like, dude, I could like do fucking stand up or something. Like, why the fuck not? Like, I could really put a whole, like, act together or some shit. So, dude, when I tell you business is just, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. I'm blessed to be able to have you guys here constantly listening and viewing this podcast, which let me also say that now as we're in the, well, what, what mark are we in right now? Oh, within the first 10 minutes of this podcast, again, you can, if you haven't already, take this time to like, comment, subscribe, do all that good sort of shit right there in the comment section dude i always want my comment sections on this podcast on this podcast videos to be live because i feel like it's one thing for me to just talk at you but i love to talk with you so you know that's definitely something i want to be able to do um speaking of production and all that i think it wouldn't be fair if i didn't also consider all the wild shit that i've had to do in production dude i can tell you now off rip i remember this one time in which I was tasked to do this one guy's YouTube series. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say his fucking name just for the sake of his own my own professionalism or whatever, but he was this guy who was very theatrical, super just sassy. So, you know, he's one of one of those sort of like, you know, cats that you could just tell us like, hey dude, I know I know you want to be that nighttime host, but your work is just not I don't know if it wasn't that it was just wasn't good. It was just it was it, it it was just too theatrical. It was almost it was just like too much to where you could tell you that guy in theater to when you fell you didn't just fall you said oh and then you fell. So it was just it was too fucking much. So this guy he had like um what's the best way I could call it? It was like a video series of stuff that he would ultimately be bitching about. So he would just be like oh today I'm gonna cover 
blah, 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 blah. And then blah, 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 blah. And I'm just, and I, I look back on it because, like, I see it, like, I see all the work and shit that I've done for it. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? I'm like, first of all, I recorded that with, like, my first camera that's, like, hanging up on this shelf here. My fucking handy dandy, trusty, rusty Canon Rebel T3i. And I just look at it and I'm like, dude, I remember hitting this guy up every fucking week about those fucking uploads. Like, I just I just remember that shit. And again, back then, you couldn't tell me shit. It was like, okay, I got a job, plus I got this little side shit, and then I'm trying to work connections. I mean, through him, I got a connection with a recording space out in the city. So it was like, it all kind of, it all kind of made sense later on down the line. And then those connections started to just continue to expand to other things. So it, it, it just, like, it's all about the the journey and not so much just the destination. So the journey's been fucking lit. So, I had to go and deal with this sassy McSasserson and his just terrible fucking YouTube series. And I think it was less about him being sassy and more so just about the fact that I was like, dude, this just isn't good shit. No one wants to hear you fucking complain. At least for me, I think I do less complaining and it's just more so like color commentary on shit. So, that's it. Like, that's all. And then, what was the next thing? Oh, so there one point is, was, I don't know the current status of it. Um, this whole wave of like urban crime drama web series, like one of the biggest ones out of New York was a series called, um, fuck, what was Money and Violence. So Money and Violence was huge at one point or another. I think these guys were some cats from like Brooklyn. They got it on like the, the local New York, like public, public access channel. They got it on some like local channel in New York in the city. And that shit blew the fuck up. And it blew up because so many people just saw how raw and how damn near real it was. You could tell it was just like, all right, these are some cats who had like a camera or two, a dedicated editor, you know, and they were just on the ass sort of painting these like, you know, sort of like street stories and shit. So it was it was interesting. I mean, some of it's like fucking comedic for it to be like serious. And then certain parts of it are like comedic as fuck, you know, and cut away from the seriousness. So money and violence was huge. Needless to say, there were so many fucking copycats because money and violence blew up. And then they got like this multi-million dollar, like this like million dollar plus deal. And you don't give some motherfuckers from Brooklyn a million dollar plus deal. Because you know what they're going to do with it, baby. They're going to take that money. They're going to go get fucking fly. They're going to go get a whip. They're going to go out, hit the club up a little bit. Probably open up a couple of small LLCs or some shit. Do something in party promotion. And they're going to fuck it up. That's just what they're going to do. And then I think they made, like, a second season, which I think Jay-Z signed them, you know, because that's his, like, boss moves. Like, yeah, I'm from Brooklyn. I can throw, I'll give you all, like, $1.5 Let's see what you do with it. All I know is they made a second season that had way better production values, but then people kind of stopped giving a shit about it. I don't know if they're going to do season three. Who knows? My point in all of this is I work with a guy who tried to do something like that, but it was on, like, not even a shoestring budget. It was on like a, yo, I got $30 to buy us a slice of pizza, somebody some cigarettes, and a gallon of water with some plastic cups. As I called it, I called it a 40, I, I, I called it a 40 ounces and a pack of, and a pack of Newports Productions, because Spike Lee has 40 acres and a mule. Nah, this cat was 40 ounces and a pack of Newports Productions, because it was fucking terrible. I was shooting this little fucking improv hood urban drama out in the fucking hood of like jersey city and when i say i'm in the hood of jersey city none of that like oh wow you like you're on you're on uh, north avenue no bitch 
I'm over there fucking, like, I'm talking deep as fuck on the number blocks of fucking Jersey City. Well past 8th Avenue, a couple of fuckways from fucking Pavonia and Newport. I was in the hood, okay? I'm talking to the point where, like, any minute, like, some shit could have just went left. And then on top of that, I'm doing this with gear that wasn't even mine. I was using gear from the last fucking job I worked at, my very last job. You know, I was using their fucking gear. And again, this guy, he would, like, get these cats that he knew of and was working with. And rather than a script, you know, because these guys are trained fucking professionals, you know. You know, and I say it fucking sarcastically, aggressive. And, uh, you know, the whole thing was, you know, you're, like, telling them to improv certain shit. So you're like, yeah, so um, so this right here is going to happen. So this person owe you money, right? So because they owe you money, you're going to roll on and be like, yo, what the fuck is that about, man? And then from there, you're going to talk, you're going to say you don't know what you're talking about because the last bit of money you had, you had to go ahead and go pay for your for your uh, auntie to get a, to get a uh, you know, a blood transplant. And it's like, bro, what the fuck is going on here? Because, again, it was the most just put together, pish posh, just jalopy of a fucking production. I mean, some of the people were real cool. But you could just tell again the concept and execution was real bad. It was real bad, and you know, and and like I said, you know, he he did his damnedest, but it just it just wasn't all that great. So I remember doing that, and I think the wildest shit is, I actually recorded a fucking funeral service. I don't know why someone would want that fucking footage, but I recorded a fucking funeral service, and it was fucking wild because you think about it, how many people are gonna be like, damn, you know what, fuck. It's such and such's birthday, right? You know what we're gonna do? Get the DVD. We're gonna go and pull up Granddad's. Um, we're gonna pull up uh, Granddad's fucking funeral service. Uh, no. Let's not fucking pull that shit up. I don't know why this person wanted this shit, but I literally thought to myself, maybe just maybe I might fucking record this open casket, maybe. But it was just weird and different. All I know is I got paid like handsomely to do so, several hundred dollars to do so. And I edited it, and yeah, it was just like, it was one of those things. But oh, the, I'm, I when I when I say the shit you do to earn your stripes, bro, it's the shit you do to earn your fucking stripes. So you literally fucking you know go through fucking extra, you, you go through fucking theater rejects to fucking hood fucking classics to then going into just the strange and obscure. And of course I had the people was like, dude, listen, you like shooting vents like this? Dude, get in the porno. You don't you don't have to be the talent. You can be the behind the camera talent. Fuck it. Dude, I can't tell you how many times I've had at least three different types of fucking like inquiries about me recording porn. One was from a homie, I'm not gonna say who that homie is, they knew who they are, and they stumbled upon meeting this random porn star who was her own niche porn star because she was a big girl. Okay, she was a big girl. That was a thing. And he's a little guy in the big girls. And he told me they were tumbling around. And she was like, yo, you, you you should be in the industry. Like, you could do this. And he was just like, yo, what if I told you I got the word that I could do this porn? Would you do it? I was like, bitch, you, you just got to give me the right number. I mean, now, now I feel like the stakes are a little bit higher. So if I'm going to do that now. It's kind of like, mm, probably not. But back then, I was like, bitch, throw me the number. He's like, dude, but dude, I might be naked. Bitch, I don't give a fuck about seeing your ass. What do you think? I'm like, dude, you think I care about seeing your dick? I want this money, bro. Like, what are you talking about? I don't give a fuck about that. Aggressive. So aggressive. So that's what I'm like, fuck that, man. So, oh, mm-mm-mm. This is a fucking far back Friday. This is like taking it back motherfucking old school, bro. So 
Yeah, I mean, again, it's, again, not so much about the fucking destination, but more so the journey along the way. So, the shit I've seen in production, and of course, I've had normal, pretty good fucking production, so I can't fucking complain, man. Um, oh, so, we're going to easily go ahead and transition over into the new newest segment, sports. So, as you can tell, for those following NBA basketball, my Knicks are still on a roll for fucking hardcore tanking. Shout out to the New York Knicks, uh, currently in the uh, sweepstakes, trying to get the lottery pick for possibly Zion from Duke. Um, as it last stands, I think we lost to the Suns, which ought to, which ought to help us in a great way. And also, shout out to the fact that we've got a fuck ton of cap space. We've got some first round picks, and at this point... It's either Kyrie and or Kevin Durant and or Anthony Davis and or Kawhi Leonard. That could be a New York Knick. Now, if you follow basketball, you know those names I just mentioned. There's a great chance one, if not some of them, could be New York Knicks. So I'm fucking excited. Like I said, right now my Knicks are kind of like the Cleveland Browns of basketball, but it's all good. Knicks fan till I die. Ain't nothing changing that motherfucking shit. Straight up. But what our change, what it is changing, I should say, is um, LeBron James and the Lakers. Now he just recently passed Michael Jordan for fourth in all-time scoring in the NBA, in which he, you know, in his own sort of way, was like, "Wow, I feel so accomplished." Da, 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 da. First of all, you have people. His former, like, teammate saying, like, yeah, of course he passed Jordan for a ball time. It was a fucking bog. And some people's like, fuck that, he's LeBron James. One of the better, if not best players to ever. What the fuck ever, do? It's an accolade you passed Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's practically basketball Jesus. I get it. But the whole thing is, is that eh, LeBron's not without his fucking detractors. And on top of that, the Lakers aren't making the playoffs this year. So, mm, that's tough. Mm, but guess what? Space Jam 2 is coming out next year, so hold that down. That's all I'm telling you. That's it. You you want to see LeBron? You're going to see LeBron in Space Jam 2. I ain't seeing that shit because, uh, nah. I'm good on that. Um, Ooh, switching fucking sports. Uh, NFL free agency. Now, let me tell you this. I think free agency is supposed to be open officially this upcoming Wednesday. Like, once this podcast is released, this upcoming Wednesday after free agency is supposed to hit. Now... My understanding is between my New York Jets, uh, the Cleveland Browns, the Indianapolis Colts, and a couple other teams that just have money to fucking burn, this fucking free agency is going to be aggressive. Okay, for the Jets, it's huge because, number one, you know, last year we just got a rookie quarterback who looks like he's shown some upside. He needs some help on the offense. Defense needs a couple of pieces to make it fucking competitive. It's just unfortunate that they're in the same division as the Super Bowl defending champs, New England Patriots, because we pretty much have to get through them. They're like the big bad bullies of fucking football for the most part. But the Jets have money. They've, they've got a high draft pick at number three, which they may be trading around and down. Hopefully they get that freak fucking wide receiver that looks like a fucking anime character and shit to possibly join and help the team. Who knows? We'll see. But what I find is fucking funny is that former Steelers wide receiver Antonio Brown, who I don't know what the fuck he's doing with his physical looks these days because first of all he used to have this like weird geometrical like fade that would have like a a little like puff and part and placement to it now he's turned into these weird short like weird twisty lock things like one is brown the other one's the rest is black one is blue i'm like you know his fucking mustache is blonde dude if you let me let me say this now because i saw him do that shit and i saw um donald glover aka childish gambino do this shit as well if you're black okay i'm gonna say this now 
and this is my own take on it, okay? Aggressive or not. This shit's not a good look. It looks fucking weird. It looks fucking creepy. It, like, even if you're a darker skin or a darker toned person or a lighter toned person, you're not a natural blonde. So to randomly have, like, black hair up top and have a blonde fucking mustache is awkward as fuck. It's strange, to say the very least. That's why when Antonio Brown was doing it, I'm like, okay, maybe he's doing this because he wants to do everything he can to get the fuck off of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cool. But what he didn't fucking know was that his ass was going to fucking go and wind up being traded to the Buffalo Bills. Now, the funniest shit about that is literally when NFL on Instagram announced it, he literally went in the comment section and put the little siren emoji and put fake news. Because he's like, nah, nah, I, I ain't on the motherfucking, I ain't on the fucking, on the bills, fuck out of here. Um, yeah, buddy, he was going to get fucking traded to the fucking bills. Now, I think what was so fucking funny, and I got to pull this fucking video up, because th this shit had me dying. Somebody featured up on here, they, they literally said when, um, when, when Antonio Brown found out he was being traded to the fucking bills. Hold on, let me see this shit. Oh, fuck these ads. Dude, dude I, I also, by the way, I need to go back to um, uh, YouTube Premium. Like, I miss being able to just click some shit and it'd be like, no ad. Like, now nah, I don't want to see a paper towel ad. I want to show you guys this funny shit. So, I got to see this shit. I'm trying to see if this is it. No, 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 no. It, no, it wasn't let, fuck, it wasn't let it burn. Either way, I, I'm, I'm going to find the fucking clip, but it basically, what fucking video was it with Usher was just like, huh? No, wait, nah, man, stop playing. Nah, man, no, 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 you can't be serious. Basically, in short, motherfucker called his agent and was basically like, yo, listen, okay, I don't know what the fuck you got to do, but don't let them fucking trade me to Buffalo, bro. Not the Buffalo fucking Bills, please, of all teams. And granted, they're in my fucking division. We sometimes lose to the Buffalo Bills, which is sad to fucking say as a Jet fan. But guess what? The man didn't call up and be like, wait, I'm getting traded to the New York Jets? Nah, fuck that. Hold on. No, the man literally called his agent and was like, fuck that shit. And the Buffalo Bills had to make an announcement today that they would be continuing their search. Dude was going to be a Buffalo Bill and said, fuck that and fuck y'all. That is some funny shit. He was not beat for the bullshit. Because, I mean, just to give you the long short of it, the Buffalo Bills and, ba and fucking football are fucking horrible they just are so he was like yeah no you're not gonna take me from a competitive team like the Steelers and throw me on the fucking bills no fuck no so I thought that shit was hilarious it was motherfucking hilarious you talking some aggressive aggressive shit that's some aggressive shit to call your agent and be like yeah yeah tell the motherfuckers y'all y'all trade me to the team I'm retiring because that was the rumor he would rather fucking retire than be a Buffalo Bill on top of that I think the Bills last season had a guy literally retire at halftime. My man's literally said, fuck this shit. Matter of fact, hold on. I, I got to find it because I fucked up on the, um, uh, because I, I fucked up on the fucking Usher video. I got to find it. Ah, there we go. Vontae Davis. Vontae Davis on September 18th. It said the decision by the Bills veteran cornerback Vontae Davis to abruptly quit the team and retire at halftime of Buffalo's 31-20 loss on Sunday to the Los Angeles fucking Chargers will be the defining moment of his 10-year NFL career. How fucked up is that? 
And mind you, that's in September, which means the season, it was maybe the second game of the fucking year, if not the first game of the year. He's like, nah, BM done. Fuck all this. What fucking other person can say they literally at halftime, meaning my man literally played all of football game is about 30, is about what's that like? No, an hour. So he played 30 minutes into the hour of the fucking sport and was like, yeah, I know it's lunch and everybody's drinking Gatorade and having pep talks. Nah, bro, I, I got to see y'all on the other side. That's some fucked up shit to do. So you think Antonio Brown was trying to go in that situation? Nah, nah. He, he, he wasn't off the shit. Not at all. Not at all. Oh, and then, of course, speaking of my other favorite football team, New York Giants, uh, Landon Collins, Pro Bowl, All-Pro for the last four years, safety, is set to be a free agent. As a Giant fan, I'm sad. I'm confused. I'm dazed. I'm fucking furious. I'm a fucking wave of emotions. I'm in a glass case of emotions. I don't know what the fuck to feel right now. That's why you heard my tone and everything fucking change, because I'm upset. I'm fucking upset. I don't know what the fuck the point in any of this is. Just like I'm tired of people talking about trading Odell. Leave Odell the fuck alone, okay? First of all, Odell's fucking great. All right? His name is Odell, okay? Last name is Beckham, and he's a junior. All right? He's cool. He looks cool. You know, he's a funny motherfucker on Instagram and shit to follow. Don't fuck with Odell. Let Odell be great, okay? So it's fucked up to see Landon Collins have to possibly hit fucking free agency. But I know free agency is going to be a beast come next week. We'll see what happens. So many players will be switching other teams. Some more rivalries will be in the mix because some players from rivaling squads will be mixing around and moving around. It's just going to be drama for the sports season. So sports shit is fucking heating up right now. It really fucking is. But moving on from sports because I know a great... You know, populace of uh, folks who listen to this are like, I don't really fuck with sports like that, my guy. So, speaking of things people don't fuck with, because I don't fuck with this at all, all right? This Neverland documentary about fucking Michael Jackson, I'm going to just give you my honest take upon it. And this, I'll break this down to be succinct. So, do I think that it is okay for victims to be punished for deciding when it's comfortable for them to come out about the things that they face. They shouldn't be punished. Shouldn't even be judged. It should be one of those things in which a person should be able to speak their truth and feel comfortable in sharing their truth. I just so happen to fucking think that sometimes you have opportunists and I think it's best to let all the evidence come out. And I think it's also best to maybe not attack somebody when they're not here to defend themselves. That shit's just not fair because just like somebody said, if you're going to go after Michael Jackson, they need to go against the Elvis Presley's of the world. You need to go against every person who was at a height of fame and money and power. And they possibly abuse that fame, that money and that power. So this documentary, I don't know how to feel about it. Am I going to, see it probably not am i gonna stop listening to michael jackson's music probably not i'm sorry rock with you is my shit if i'm in a terrible if i'm in a fucking terrible mood rock with you just the video alone brings a certain fucking like happiness to me because i remember being a kid and thinking that was like one of the coolest videos ever and it was just a man in a glittery suit standing behind a fucking laser projector on a regular ass fucking like backdrop of a dark backdrop with a laser projector behind him. So, I'm, I'm, I'm just fucking saying, man. I don't know. I don't know. 
Like, I've heard so much from the documentary, you know, like I said, like, on the podcast I was featured on this week, they spoke about it. One of the guys, he, like, like watched it pretty in-depthly. Like, when I went there, he had the shit paused, and I was like, yo, dude, like, you're in this. So, not, not like, in it, in it, but, like, really into it. But I'm like, um, yeah, man, it's just, I don't know, you know, it, and it, it kind of goes synonymous as well with this whole R. Kelly shit. Now, with him, I think it's a little different. Because you got video evidence. That's the one thing with Mike that I don't like. Mike isn't here anymore. He's been dead for like 10 years or more. Um, On top of it, again, where's the evidence? There's no actual evidence, like concrete, that says this is what the fuck he did. R. Kelly, now the R. Kelly tape that came out like almost 20 some more years ago, I never watched that shit because I don't want to see that. I don't want to see, I don't want to see some dude fucking, you know, as a legend of video fucking doing something with some underage fucking girl. No, dude, it's fucking weird. I'm mad that was even like a thing. Like, did you see the tape? Like, no, I don't want to see the fucking tape. And you're pissing on people. Come on, dude, it's fucking weird. That's weird shit, bro. And then on on top of that, you know, with him, it was fucked up because, look, he most recently did his interview with, uh, with Gail King, I believe her name is. And pretty much gave to the whole interview was just like this. Like, I'm going to let you talk. And dude was, like, blowing the fuck up, screaming and hollering, letting him know. Like, this was, like, you know, he was, like, fighting for his life. And this is bigger than this, this, and this. So it was a whole big thing. So for women, and this happening during women's, you know, like, Women's History Month and near International Women's Day and all those different things. This was, like, a defining moment of, like, look, we're holding someone who's pro- who's been a long-alleged predator accountable for, you know, unspeakable crimes against the women that he's, you know, that he's victimized. And, you know, you get all these mixed reports out of people, like the women that are staying with him and like, oh, he's not holding me against my will and blah, blah, blah. It's just fucking weird. It's just mired in weird shit. So for him, my judgment is only in looking at the evidence. Because I've had to also really try to come to a decision and say, what do I feel like, what do I feel about this whole R. Kelly thing? Now, will I listen to R. Kelly's music? No. Do I support R. Kelly? No. And the reason why is because what I've seen thus far from the tape, or at least not from what I've known about the tape, what I've heard that's been established by the tape and the evidence thus far, it just seems like it's really, like, like it's really fucked up shit going on. And I can't really stand behind somebody like that, especially when you've said shit like I'm the Pied Piper of R&B. Dude, you said this after you were accused of allegedly sleeping with a fucking minor. And the Pied Piper story is about a fucking about a fucking uh, musician that goes into a town, plays music that lures the children out of town when the fucking townspeople don't pay for him luring the rats out of town. So don't call yourself the fucking Pied Piper after you've got like uh, abuse of a minor charges, my guy. That's just really fucking weird and creepy. Like, I don't care if you're like, no, no, that's not what I meant. Still, bitch, think about what that implies. That's fucking weird, bro. So, for me, it wasn't so much just that to also talk about, but it was covering that. And the fact that I had to distance myself because I feel like it's in terrible taste to support an artist who, again, all signs of evidence are pointing like, yo, bro, you've done fucked up shit. But what the internet continues to do undefeated wasn't so much that it was just that. But motherfuckers made a club remix of his fucking interview. If you don't believe me, listen to this shit. This is not about music. I'm trying to have a relationship with my kids, and I can't do it. It kind of sounds like... don't want to believe the truth. You don't want to believe the truth. At this point, we briefly pause the interview to give Kelly a moment. Yeah, no, Kelly, with this. No, Kelly, with this. No. 
somehow think to fucking do that shit with a fucking interview it's wild but again the internet is fucking undefeated yo it's unfucking defeated this is why i say when the internet ain't shit the internet ain't shit man fuck when i because i was like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute i want to know the soul that was out here that saw the interview was like hold on for a second you don't hear that hear what listen listen Y'all just don't want to believe the truth. At this point, we briefly pause the interview to give Kelly a moment. This is fucking stupid. Fucking ridiculous. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh my god. People are fucking stupid. Oh god damn it, dude. Oh man. Like I, I, I bullshit you not. It's it's just fucking hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. So oh, another thing that I gotta touch mention on because this is like the latest fucking thing to come out. Apparently, um, this is shifting gears from R. Kelly and fucking club music about R. Kelly. Uh, going into gaming, because I know that's what people love, because I'm a, you know, gamer. And also, this is a big part of this episode as well, so I got to make this announcement. But um, first article speaking about gaming, it's got that uh, Sony is finally giving the PS4 an iOS mobility feature four years in the making. Now, I was wondering what the fuck this was about, so we're going to break this down. It says, um, with Microsoft moving in a very clear direction with the Xbox One, with the stated goal of bringing Xbox games to as many platforms as possible, with Game Pass, a new cloud-based streaming service, or whatever else has up its sleeve, Sony is performing extremely well ever simply by sticking with what it knows and remaining as walled off from the other platforms. But what they said is that what's coming now is that this update will leave and expand the footprint of PS4 with a couple hundred million new devices. So apparently, some fucking way with this most recent update that's happened on the PS4, there's an update that now allows for remote play for iOS devices to iPads and iPhones. It says, this remote play app that allows you to play the PS4 on a different device, but the baffling part about this is that even though remote play was introduced in 2014 and has been on Android ever since, it's taken four years for it to come to iOS devices. Now as this console generation is coming to a wind down. Even though it's a cool feature, the bad news is that you can't use DualShock controllers on iPhone unless they're jailbroken. Broken. So you're going to have to use either the on-screen overlay touch controls or you can have a third-party game controller that works with those devices, which isn't so much of a great idea. But it says technically you have been and not through anything Sony's made officially and they usually cost money when this update is free. So basically, like the article is stating on Forbes as well, it is weird because you are ultimately saying now that apparently I can take 
just now a like remote play with the fucking iPad. I mean, I don't know necessarily why would of the sort of shit that they're doing with the PS5. And that's what I was thinking as far as PS5 projections, which is the second part of my uh, thought here. My thought is, I think the PS5 is going to come out next year. I think 2020 is going to be a good year for marketing a lot of new devices because, you know, with the, you know, rollout of 5G coming to more and more cellular networks and different things like it, they're going to want to continue to really optimize new devices to be prepared for 5G services. I mean, I was looking at getting a new phone. Apparently, I've heard 5G phones are going to come out to at least another two years from now, which probably a good time of when I would want to get a new phone because I'm not into this folding phone bullshit. No. So I feel like the PS5 is probably going to have Sony's first device that allows you to be able to play it at home and on the go and on into the content spectrum because I know Apple because now, you know, iPhones, iPads, would probably be the most ultimate partnership game of thrones style that they would want to get into game of thrones fucking trailer but i mean if you haven't seen the trailer you're obviously under a fucking rock and it showed a little bit of what's the fucking come but we're not touching on game of thrones right now because game of thrones is just amazing and the final season is april 14th but that's neither here nor there speaking about sony and its collaboration potentially with apple and that being a game of thrones-esque fucking mashup like we've never fucking seen it would be like Jon snow and daenerys targaryen forging like fu like forging the unsullied in the north like it is in the final fucking season so if that's what's to come on the ps5 then yeah bitches the Apple and Microsoft wars fucking continue further. So you're hearing it here first. I think the PS5 is going to have some collaboration with motherfucking Sony and Apple, period. That's fucking aggressive, baby. But um, otherwise, speaking of things that are like coming and coming out, Devil May Cry 5 is out. Um, can't say I'm necessarily thrilled for it. I think as someone who's been a long Devil May Cry fan, I'm a little exhausted. I know this one includes Virgil, Dante, and I think uh, Son of Virgil's? Yeah, Son of Virgil's, because Dante's like the crazy-ass uncle in this one. So, I'm trying to remember who that was, the fucking, um, his nephew. Fucking names for fucking passes me. I don't know. Again, I know the game's coming out. I'm not necessarily thrilled about it. Can't even remember the main character's name was... out in like a good two weeks because that's a day one buy but yeah if you're in if you give a damn and now for the special announcement which ultimately concludes this segment on this podcast both in audio and video form that i officially am going Which, no. It's also going to be on YouTube as well. So, the same address, the same link. My phone and seven. That's been the case since I was a fucking kid. Not going to drop it. Um, again, you can look that up. Wilson, Bombastic Podcast. Either or, switch it around. Bombastic Podcast with Imani Wilson. Have you put it together? 
But I'm going to be doing the streams and crazy shit such as recording Let's Plays, doing the streams. And you can check this out like right about now.